It's time to make the Crunch Time Plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Crunch, Crunch, Crunch Time Plays. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Tara Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, always look for Crunch Time Plays. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. And got another awesome guest for you today, talking about Clemson. Hadn't hit on Clemson yet in the preseason, so definitely wanted to do that today with with Matt Conley from ClemsonSports.com, part of the new On3 Sports Network, really getting going over there. So really appreciate him taking time. Before we get to him, wanted to give a shout-out to our brand-new partner at PrizePicks.com, the number one daily fantasy sports app, putting out our college football future uh, over-unders uh, for fantasy this season before the season starts next week and just so excited for that but they've got anything you want over there they've got nfl nba major league baseball going on uh, as well so make sure you check out prizepicks.com for your fantasy over-under props and if you use the code crunch time plays uh, when you sign up you get an automatic 100 match uh, in your first deposit again that's correct that's prizepicks.com use the code crunch time plays and we get you all signed up over there but very excited to welcome matt conley here today matt what's up bro hey man how you doing thanks hey, for having good. me hey, you're welcome man. and doing good just just ready for uh we're almost almost at game week uh clemson and georgia weeks so i know you're uh you're you're getting all, all set up over there yeah i can't wait it's about about that time in a long off season so uh yeah i guess less than two weeks now <laughs> well, I wanted to start off by just asking, you know, everybody wants to talk about DJ Uangule, so I'll go ahead and, and get that out of the way first. Just what have you seen from from him, from listening to the to the feedback that you've gotten from from Coach Sweeney and the Coach Elliott and the offensive staff over there about his performance in fall camp? And obviously, Clemson, you know, history of, of great quarterbacks started out you know, with Taj Boyd in this kind of era, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and now DJ Uangule, and he's certainly got some some experience in those two games uh, that he had last year, kind of like Chase Bryce had a couple years ago, uh, having to step in. He got a chance to step in for Trevor Lawrence a couple games last year. Just how much did that benefit him heading into this fall camp, already kind of to know uh, what to expect when when going up against some of these national contenders that he's going to be facing, uh, you know, eventually uh, down the road, possibly in the college football playoff and different things like that. Yeah, first of all, nice job on the pronunciation because that's not a <laughs> that's not an easy one. Um, so that was well done. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think he's had a really solid camp. I think a little bit of a slow start, maybe um, just watching him a little accuracy type accuracy type things and, and struggling. A, I wouldn't say struggling, but you know, he missed a couple throws here and there. Uh, but I think he really picked it up as camp went along. Uh, the staff really feels good about where he is at this point. Um, and so, yeah, looking for him to have a have a really good year. You know, I, I think it's unfair in some ways. I think some people are expecting him to just come in and immediately pick up where Trevor Lawrence left off. And I think in some ways it's unfair to put those kind of expectations on a, a true sophomore uh, to expect him to be as good as the number one pick in the draft was last year and a generational type quarterback. And, and 
Trevor Lawrence. So I think he can reach that point a bit eventually, uh, but I don't know that he'll be that, you know, his, his, uh going into his first year starting week one against Georgia. Yeah, that's definitely true. He definitely certainly has the the skill set to to be that top quarterback. So it's going to take a little bit more development for him to get there. But I know the kind of kind of questions start off kind of what I brought up in the in the first question. You no, know, Clemson's had you know some some games in the past couple of years where a backup quarterback has had to step in. I know some of the guys that they were kind of anticipating coming in for fall camp uh, to possibly be a backup quarterback type situation went on to to go in the major league baseball draft and ended up uh, going on to the, to the major leagues or to the minor leagues in baseball. But who, who would you say, or who's kind of the backup quarterback right now in, in case of, you know, emergency and what it would have has coach Swinney really said about uh, who could be the, the backup going forward. Cause you know, kind of, kind of like Chase Bryce when he had to step in or, or DJ last year. So who, who would you say would be the really good backup quarterback right now? Yeah, it's interesting. So Tyson Pubachon is the guy who would normally be um, the backup quarterback, but but uh, he had a torn Achilles in the spring game. So he's coming back. He's actually, I think, a lot further ahead than they thought he probably would be at this point. Um, he looks pretty good. We saw him out of practice doing a good bit of stuff. So I don't think he'll quite be ready for Georgia, but I don't think it'll be too long um, after that. So, you know, Bubba Chandler was a freshman who was coming in, who, who you mentioned is off now. Uh, he got drafted by the Pirates and signed with them. And so Really, it's Hunter Helms and Will Taylor, the guys kind of battling. And Hunter Helms is a walk-on who, um, you know, played some last year. He was he actually had had better stats than Tyson did, and and uh, really played well in the limited action he got. But he's a guy that I think they have confidence in. And then Will Taylor, who is another baseball guy, turned down um, several million dollars to come to come to Clemson and play football and baseball. He's been he's been really good since getting on campus. He's fast, confident. Um, you know, has a has a better arm than I was expecting, to be honest. So I think the, the competition is pretty close right now, I think, between Hunter Helms and Will Taylor. And I'd, I'd probably give Hunter the edge. Uh, part of that is just being experienced, and he's been here longer. But I do think Will's playing well as uh, well. As well. Yeah, awesome. And and kind of, kind of moving away from the, the quarterback position now, talking about running backs, you know, everybody kind of – Kind of penciled in uh, Lynn J. Dixon as as the starting running back leading into the to the season, but Will Shipley, I know, has been a, a pleasant surprise from what you hear out of camp and and just what it, what have you heard on him and and kind of that battle between uh, Lynn J. Dixon and Will Shipley for 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 snaps and because I know Will Shipley is really making a lot of plays and really turning some heads there in camp. Yeah, for sure. I think it's those two and Kobe Pace as well, a sophomore who's kind of in the competition as well. But uh, but yeah, Shipley, I mean. You know, I think the impressive thing about him is just how quickly he was able to come in and gain the leadership, um, I guess, the trust of the leaders on the team. And they kind of see him as a leader now as well. So, you know, he's only a true freshman, but obviously one of the best running backs in the country um, coming out of Weddington High in, in North Carolina. And so he just really has come in. He's the fastest guy on the team, probably. Um, you know, he's made plays throughout the spring, has picked up where he left off in fall camp. Um, you know, we see out there. Washington and Dabo mentioned as well. He's winning every sprint. He's a you know he, he doesn't. You see guys kind of get tired. Practice is over and they're running sprints and after practice and you see guys getting tired and kind of struggling along and he's winning every single one of those, um, which is super rare as a freshman. So I think for sure he's come in. He's made some noise. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he's he's uh, getting a lot of carries against Georgia. I think Lin Jay and Kobe Pace as well will get some too. And I think it's kind of going to be a battle probably that really goes into the season to kind of see 
who's going to be that that lead back. Um, but, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if they split up reps pretty evenly, at least early on in the year. Yeah, definitely. It seems like a, a, quarter, a running back room by, by committee, especially at the start of the season, to definitely expect – of those, those things to kind of work their way out eventually as we get into the season. But I know everybody talk, every, the crew, the questions uh, before I get to the receivers, the really question uh, starts on the, a lot of the questions have been circled around the offensive line, especially that center spot with some guys moving on to the NFL, Jackson Karma moving on to the NFL. What do you, where, where's the kind of, where's the center spot uh, at right now? I know everybody, you know, we talk about the, center really the communication that you have to have making the checks at the line different things like that and it seems like Debo really talked about Matt Bockhorse as a guy coming out of the last scrimmage that was the first guy that that came out of his mouth and then Mason Trotter was another guy uh, that that he mentioned as well just where do you kind of see the the center battle uh, going right now and how you know how imperative is especially going up against the defensive line in Georgia at the first part of the year that they really get of that position settled in going into the last couple weeks of camp and getting prepared for Georgia. Yeah, it's huge. And, and it's been an interesting battle. Um, you know, I thought probably Hunter Rayburn or uh, Mason Trotter would end up getting that job um, at some point during fall camp. And really none, n- neither of those guys are really separated at this point, I don't think. And so, yeah, I mean, Matt Bockhorst, who played left guard last year, has moved over and has been working at center some. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's the guy um, come week one against Georgia that they have in there at center and just trying to get the, the five best guys on the field. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the huge, you know, Georgia's defensive front is really, really good. It'll be a huge test for Clemson right away. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that Clemson feels like it has something to prove after the way last year went with the way Ohio State game ended, uh, kind of struggling to run the ball throughout the year. So they definitely want to come in and try to make a statement um, against Georgia in week one and show that, that uh, you know, they're going to be more physical this year and definitely getting that center position figured out and, and settled in is a, a huge part of that. Yeah, that's definitely true. And definitely want to be able to, to put, make the push up front, especially in that first game against Georgia. And then the receivers, uh, Justin Ross is back. He was able to participate in the scrimmage uh, last week. Seems like he's coming along uh, really nicely and seems like he's re- really ready to take, uh, kind of pick up where he left off. Uh, whenever he last played, and and it seems like he's really uh, coming along. But it, you know, just the length of of the Clemson receivers got so many, so many really nice tall guys with a lot of length. Just how have you seen uh, Justin Ross kind of coming back uh, so far? And who are who are the couple of other receivers? And you got Ingata there, a couple other guys. Who are maybe a couple of of the receivers that really nobody really talking about nationally, but in camp have really started to to kind of separate themselves and maybe be uh, in that starting rotation uh, at the receiver spot. Yeah, I think just starting with Justin Ross, I mean, just, you know, you can't overstate how important it is to have him back. Um, He's legit, you know, maybe the best receiver in the country. I mean, he's big, he's fast, he's physical, he has great hands. Uh, You know, he made a couple of the best catches I've seen in Alabama against Alabama as a freshman where just one-handed ridiculous catches and, and just continue to do that as a sophomore as well before missing last year. So, you know, the, the defensive backs we talked to um, during the preseason, you know, they did some work during the summer and stuff and said that, you know, that people just couldn't cover him. Um, it was kind of like when he was, uh, I, guess, I guess, when he was fully healthy as a freshman and sophomore, it was kind of like that. Um, he, he hadn't missed a beat. So starting with him, expecting a huge year for him. A couple of other guys, I think EJ Williams, um, who actually went to the same high school as Justin, is really going to have a big year. He looks bigger, stronger to me, uh, faster, really smooth. 
with his route running, does a nice job of getting open. Um, Frank Ladson, who missed some last year, was was kind of banged up some last year, didn't have the year I think a lot of people were expecting. The big thing for him is just staying healthy and then just being more consistent um, with, with catching the ball and not having drops. Um, and, and then God is a guy that's been talked about since he got here, but just can't stay healthy, and he's banged up again now. So, you know, I think Clemson fans are kind of wondering if they'll ever see um, his potential reach. But he's another guy, if he can stay healthy, to watch out for. And, and Dakari Collins is a freshman who I've been really impressed with. Um, he kind of reminds me of EJ in some ways, just really smooth. Um, you know, he's he's a little raw just coming in as a true freshman, but I think he'll make some plays this year too. Yes, that's definitely true. And it, and then the last position on offense, of course, is is the tight end, and and you got some some guys there. Who would you say are breaking Galloway's there? I know you had a report on on him a few days ago. Just what what can you tell us about the the tight end room and how 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 it's going to be used uh, in the offense this year? I know a lot of people when they're used to seeing the tight end really used a lot in the passing game uh, nowadays, and Clemson's done a really good job of using the tight ends in the passing games as well, but. But who are who are a couple of the other guys uh, at tight end that maybe people need to be watching out for? Yeah, I think Davis Allen and Braden Galloway both are are really good, and will both make a lot of plays this year. And I think they're kind of used as like co-starters. I mean, I think that you know some games Braden will probably start, and some games Davis will start. Um, David Davis is a better blocker. Braden's probably a little better as a receiver. So two really good tight ends, probably two of the best in the ACC. Um, and then Jalen Lay is a guy who really came on during preseason camp that, that they feel good about. Had a really good spring game and kind of carried that over. Um, so you know, he he didn't do a whole lot his first couple of years on campus, but he's in really good shape now and it looks like he's ready to contribute. So those would probably be the three, the top three guys, I think, going into the year to watch out for. Awesome. And and going over to the going over to the defensive side of the ball now. No, obviously a lot of questions about Xavier Thomas going into the season. Obviously Clemson has such a talented a defensive line coach Bimble's been doing an incredible job just just recruiting and filling out the talent there on the defensive line really the entire defense really but especially on the line I know they didn't they didn't do as well uh, as they wanted to back in that Ohio State game last year but seems like the guys have really come along they've really you know developed a lot of just physical maturity you know they're really young on that department last year guys that have a year of experience and what what kind of an update uh, can you give us about uh, Xavier Thomas? I know we kind of talked about him uh, before we started the the battles that he's kind of gone through uh, over the last couple of years. I know he dropped thirty pounds in the off season. He really says he's starting to to feel good now. And then and then you know KJ Henry, all those other guys on the defensive line, Brian Brzee is another guy. Just where do you, where do you see kind of the maturity level of of the defensive line, especially at the way kind of the way last year ended, heading into this season? And they you know they're going to be tested as well uh, right, going sure. against Georgia. Yeah, Brian Brian Brzee and Tyler Davis, I think, will probably be two of the best tackle combinations in the country. I mean, they're just, they're just two really good defensive tackles who you know can get pressure up front, um, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. So I'm expecting really big years from them. Brzee, obviously, a, a former number one overall recruit, so um, he's a guy with a lot of expectations. And then a defensive end, they've got five guys who have started a game before. Uh, which is just really up the competition there. I think that, you know, guys know if they're going to get on the field, they're going to have to really earn it. And so I think that there's uh, there's been a lot of focus and determination. And, and you mentioned, you know, Xavier Thomas has dropped 30 pounds. is in probably the best shape he's been in since he's been at Clemson. 
Um, Miles Murphy actually led the defensive line and tackles for loss last year. It's a true freshman. So big, uh, big expectations for him. Justin Maskell, KJ Henry, um, Justin Foster's back. I mean, they've got a lot of guys who have played a lot of football and, and you know, I think the same way as offensive line, this group's really motivated as well. So I think it, uh, they, they feel really good about the defensive line and probably the best position group on the team right now. That's definitely true. Definitely a year of last year, so many great guys and only having a year, a year more is only going to help that group. And, and a linebacker, of course, James Skalski's back and those a huge uh, news that he was coming back uh, for his uh, final year of eligibility. And then you have Baylon Spectre there. He has some other guys, Jake Venables, another guy. Just for, And obviously the front seven has been a, a integral part of the defense over the past couple years. Kind of what, are, what are some of the strengths uh, of that linebacker room right now, kind of kind of rounding out the defense a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Skowski and Baylon Spector are both guys that have been around a while, played a lot of football. Um, I think they feel really good about those two. Uh, Sam Nickel is a, a new starter. Uh, Trenton Simpson's moving in there. Um, and so, you know, he's a guy that has a ton of athletic ability, a former five-star recruit. I think, I think especially as the year goes along and he gets more and more experience, he'll he'll – be one of the better linebackers in the ACC by the end of the year. I just think he has a ton of a potential, um, really fast, big, physical, tough hitter. So expecting a big year for him. And then Barrett Carter is a freshman who came in and has really been impressive since getting here. And he really only arrived in the summer. So he's another guy to watch out for. Um, you know, you mentioned some experience behind him, guys like Jake Venables and Kane Patterson, who have played in some big situations before and have, they feel good about the experience and depth there. So, yeah, a lot of guys at linebacker uh, and, and probably, you know, if, if the defensive line is the best position group, it's probably the most experienced at linebacker. Definitely. And then the defensive back room, obviously it starts with, with Andrew Booth Jr. Now he's going to be one of the top corners taken uh, in the draft uh, next April. We're going to be a first-round pick uh, type of guy. Just Where where you kind of seen him uh, the most uh, in the preseason uh, heading into the first game, what his, what his confidence level uh, is like, and then and some other guys in the secondary that are going to really contribute. You know, Nolan Turner is, is safety, made obviously a lot of big plays, especially in the college football playoff games and, and during their ACC schedule, made a lot of huge plays. But where do you see um, some of these other secondary guys coming along? Yeah, I think Andrew Booth Jr. took a huge step forward from last year. I've been really impressed with him during the preseason. Um, you know, he's, he's – Big, he's fast, he's physical, he can run with anybody, got really good ball skills. So he he really impressed me. Um, I think he's ready to go be a number one quarterback. Um, you know, other than him, I think Mario Goodrich is probably the favorite right now to start at corner. Then um, they've got, you know, some depth behind him. Uh, Sheridan Jones, who started a, a good bit last year, I think has a chance to have another really good year and play a good bid. Um, Nate Wiggins is a, a freshman who came in. Um, has done a nice job so far. So they have some experience there uh, with, with Booth and Sheridan and Goodrich, who have all played a good bit of games. And you know, Goodrich has been good when he's been healthy. He's just battled injuries throughout his career. So he's a senior who you know, I think is, is too is ready to make a, a big play or make some big plays this year. Um, at safety, Nolan Turner's back and Landon Sanders is back. Two guys who started last year and you know, had up and down years. I think that they were really good for most of the year, but in the Playoff game against Ohio State struggled, and, and, uh, and I think that uh, a lot was made about that, and they kind of took it personally. So we'll see if they're able to bounce back this year. Um, and then a, a freshman to watch there at safety is Andrew Makuba, um, a guy from 
Texas, who's been really, really good. Um, you know, they feel really excited about his future, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing a good bit this year. No doubt. And when you start looking at at the Georgia game, I know we're only a week week out from that. Obviously, they've got, got some guys that are probably going to be out uh, with the injury. Georgia does, and, and Darnell Washington, Tyke Smith back in the secondary. But Brock Bowers, I know, is a guy at tight end that they're really excited about. Not sure how long. Uh, Eric Gilbert's going to be out. I think he's going to be back, but not really sure how long he's going to be out. And then Dominic Blaylock's a receiver that's probably going to be out. So Georgia's definitely got uh, some injuries uh, as well. But kind of what are some of the the keys in your mind as you really dive in and really kind of look at at this matchup? And it really comes down it's kind of like any, you know, kind of like an SEC game. It's really going to boil down to the lines of scrimmage. And you know, Georgia's had some questions about their offensive line as well, but they seem kind of confident coming out of their a second scrimmage about that unit. So to me, it really starts, you know, just up front on both sides of the ball. But as you really kind of dive in and look at it, what are some of the keys uh, to the game that that you think right now? Yeah, that's, that's, that's 100%. You took the words out of my mouth. That's 100% what I was going to say is the line of scrimmage. You know, I think on both sides, it's whoever control the line of scrimmage up, up front. And, I think a lot of games and really most games it's like that, but there, you know, there are times where I think you can kind of get by and, and win games if maybe you're not great blocking up front or not able to get pressure. But I don't think that, that this is one of those games. I think that it's really going to be whoever can establish um, a running game, maybe open up some play action pass type stuff. And then, uh, you know, who can get, who can get pressure on the quarterback. So I'm really excited about, it. I think it'll be a great game. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And and I think quarterback play too. I mean, whichever quarterback is more accurate. Um, you know, I don't think either quarterback, both quarterbacks have played in some big games. Uh, obviously DJ last year, even though he's never really had a full year as a starter playing at Notre Dame and, and that experience and how well he played there, I think he feels good going into it. So I think accuracy too with the quarterbacks and kind of decision-making and not, not turning the ball over too, or, or uh, some important parts of the game to watch out for. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a, a heavyweight matchup that they're really looking forward to to watching. And, and there's kind of been some talk about possibly what the type of who, what it what this game means for for both teams. Obviously, if Georgia you know loses the game, they'll have certainly their opportunities to to make it back, especially to the SEC championship game, possibly make it in to the playoff. Now, there's been some some talk about Clemson if they were to to lose this game and start talking about the strength of of the ACC. Personally, I think the ACC is going to be better this year when you're talking about 13 out of 14 quarterbacks coming back and I think the strength of the league is finally starting to make a little bit of progress. But if it doesn't pan out that way, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about Clemson's possible resume at their end at the end of the year. Does it, does this seem like a, a must win for, for Clemson at this point? And, and what has kind of coach Sweeney been saying about that and kind of the mindset uh, going into the game, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think they view it as a must win. I think that they they still feel like, especially with what they've done over the last six years, where you know won a couple national titles, made the playoff every year. I think they feel like they kind of deserve the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Um, obviously, I know they've struggled the last two playoff games, but you know they were still in the national title game two years ago, and and you know had a had a pretty good year last year, beat another playoff team in Notre Dame pretty handily. So I feel like. You know, they think that that uh, they probably deserve the benefit of the doubt if if it did come to that, um, if they're able to win the table. But, you know, I think it's definitely a game that they want to win, but also they're keeping the perspective as like, you know, if we win, if 
we win the game, it doesn't mean we're making the playoff. And if we lose the game, it doesn't mean we're missing out on the playoff. You know, they're, they're excited for the game, huge matchup, really want to win, but not going to make or break the season uh, one way or the other necessarily. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, I, you know, like I said, I think the ACC is going to be going to be better this year. And even, even that, and I still think if they go 12 and 1 and win the ACC, they'll certainly be surprised if they if they missed out just based on just based on recent history and the years that they've had. And the last thing I kind of wanted to hit on with you, I know we're or we're partnering with Prize Picks this season to kind of bring some some kind of yardage over unders and and different things like that. And there, there's a really good one out there right now about DJ Uyunglele and kind of the passing yards and passing touchdowns that that he's going to be having this year. So if I were to if I were to put the the over under right now is is 3,300 passing yards this season for, for DJ Uyunglele. Do you think he's he gets over that number or do you think he's a little bit under it? All right, let me do some quick math. Um, so that's about <laughs> 275 a game, I think. Um, man, I, I would probably lean over, but it's tough because, like, I think that they're going to have some monster games where he puts up incredible stats, but it's also tough because they don't have a lot of depth to back up quarterback. And so if they're up, you know, 30 points in the second quarter, which has happened plenty of times recently in ACC games. I don't think they're going to hesitate to to pull him out and try to make sure he stays healthy and not not risk anything. I mean, that's something they've done all the time. You know, Trevor last year, I think, played a, a quarter of a game um, and set the last three quarters. So it's hard. You know, I, I think that if they were playing more competitive games and if he needed to, um, it would be probably way over. And I, I still leaned over, but – it's t- yeah, it's, it's tough just because they're going to be trying to protect them too. Yeah, that that's really the the question that I had. That's why I kind of it was really hard for me to to kind of kind of pick. Personally, I kind of go over at this point too. But I'm like you; it really just depends on how competitive uh, are the games, especially when in the non-conference games, and then the then some of the the weaker ACC opponents that they're going to play. It's really it's really, kind of really hard from the passing yards and uh passing touchdowns perspective to kind of figure out uh what kind of year that that dj's gonna have really just depends on how a lot of these games go yeah what was the touchdown number uh the touchdown number is 25 and a half okay I, i'd probably lean over on that one too i probably feel better about the touchdown over honestly than the yards but i would lean over to both yeah i i, I would too i i definitely uh lean over on both and then and then uh they got one up for for justin ross as well kind of giving your thoughts on that one they've got receiving yards at 800 for the season for for justin ross i think he he gets well over that yeah and i think i mean i think this year he's a clear number one guy like previous years he was playing early on in his career he had t higgins who was another guy that was a, a high draft pick and t was kind of the number one receiver on those teams even though justin his freshman year had had more receiving yards. He had a thousand yards as a freshman, and then uh, he led the team in catches as a sophomore. So, yeah, we're we're doing lots of overs today. But uh, yeah, if Justin stays healthy, I think he gets over that number. Definitely. And then uh, receiving touchdowns, I they've got it at seven and a half right now. I def, I go over on that one too. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, that one's a little tougher just because I think that they have a, a lot of weapons that they would use they could use in the red zone and wouldn't be surprised if the tight ends are used a good bit, especially with Tony Elliott coaching coaching tight ends now. But 
Yeah, I, I think I probably lean over on that as well. Yeah, they, they they got they got them a little low, but I know it's a it's 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 you know it's part of the game, and and you're right, Clemson certainly has so many options that they can use uh, in the red zone, whether it be tight end or a running back. Mentioned the length at the receiver position, they can use any of those guys uh, down in the red zone. So it's it's going to be re- kind of really hard to to predict these, but but man, I know you got to run. Thanks so much for for taking time today. Hope you hope you're really uh, looking forward to the. To the start of the season, definitely got to get you back on again during the season uh, if you're able to spend some, some more time with us. But but tell everybody where they can find you on social media and and, and what's kind of coming up uh, for own three. I know you're you're new for that as well. Recently just launched, so kind of uh, what your what your vision and, and goal is there for for ClemsonSports.com. And we really appreciate you taking some time today, brother. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm on Twitter at Matt on Clemson, um, and then. Like you mentioned, we've got ClemsonSports.com is our site, working with On3. Um, it's a, a site we just got launched here um, within the past months, but we've got a lot of big things coming about to hire a full-time recruiting reporter who will come on and, and uh, be a big part of that. You can read all the national news, local news, read the other sites and everything. With a membership, it's $10 for an entire year right now with a special we've got going on. So come check it out. I, I Promise you won't be disappointed. Um, a lot of good content, a lot of good writers and, and uh, reporters and recruiting info on there as well. So yeah, I encourage y'all to come check it out. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and Matt just doesn't Matt does an incredible job and following his work for a long time. So definitely definitely uh definitely vouch for him there. But but Matt, hope you stay safe and well, brother, and looking forward to the to the start of the season and hope to talk to you again soon. All right, man. Sounds good. Yeah, same to you. Enjoy enjoy it. Glad football's back. No doubt. And thanks so much to Matt for coming on today. And thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And don't forget prizepicks.com. We've, we've made you some free money today, so go check that out as well. If you're a Clemson fan or if you're a college football fan and you want to make those fantasy props on, on DJ or Justin, go ahead and, and hit those as well and use the code Crunch Time Plays. But I hope everybody has a, has a great week, and, and God bless everybody.